time for the best coverage of the top stories in sports. The Sports Wrap with Jason Page starts now. Indeed it does. Thank you, Chad Erickson, and thank you to all of you for being with us on this Wednesday edition of the show. Sammy Arnell swings by in about 20 minutes. We'll get into NBA futures betting. We're at the halfway point of the season. I think it's a good time to start talking about our MVP and championship prospects, what we like, what we don't like. We haven't done a lot with NBA betting because it's football season, of course, uh, which will be over soon enough. So we will get into that. Something to consider today involves James Dolan, which we'll also, which we'll also talk about uh, with this man coming up in a few minutes. Kurt Heelan joins us on the show to talk about the top NBA stories of the week and then some. And Kurt, um, I want to begin you know, with what we saw last night, this big showdown between Denver and Philadelphia, potential NBA Finals preview, um, although I'll believe it when I see it when it comes to the Sixers. Give me some thoughts on what we learned from this Sixers win last night. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head first off, which is every win like this for Philadelphia is validation that they belong on that level because most of us are with you. Like, yeah, they're a player away. I don't, I don't know that they can do this with Boston or maybe even Milwaukee in a seven-game series in the East. These are the kind of wins where you're like, hey, you got to count us up there. You've got to think of us as legitimate. Now, all of that is banked on Joel Embiid being the guy, we, the 41-point guy we saw last night. It was also, by the way, didn't you – you probably watched this. It was a little disappointing in that we didn't really get the head-to-head we wanted – you know, Aaron Gordon spent most you of the said time. Just like, I, was just, I was just watching uh, the, 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 the loudmouths over on ESPN say the same thing, though. I want to see guys going head-to-head and one-on-one. That isn't the way the game is played no. anymore. It's not, and not, by the way, if you want a trend in the NBA among, like, the, the way things are done now, guarding a center with a center rarely ever happens. No, it's I'm it is absolutely not, especially if you have somebody with the the strength and size of Aaron Gordon, you know, who can, hey, I can hold up on Embiid, and then I'm not getting Jokic worn down. Um, you can pick your spots with that. And even with the great defenders, the Clippers pick their spots with Kawhi Leonard, right? Like a little bit. Like, hey, we're going to save you. We're, gonna, we're not putting you on Curry till the fourth or, you know, actually it doesn't matter with the Warriors. You might as well put him on early, but that's a different story. Um, but I think this is validation, like, Great game from Tobias Harris. Great game from Tyrese Maxey again. Uh, Maxey should be an all-star. It's it's validation for them where I don't – but I don't know what we really learned because Jason does – the Nuggets remain in, hey, wake me up in like late March, early April, and, and we'll get serious about this. Like they're good enough to coast through the season, build a few – if as long as they're building some good habits and they're healthy, I'm not worried about them. No, I'm not either. Um, you know, Denver has it's pretty much everybody else who has to show us. But you know, the funny thing is, I was trying to sit here. I was trying to sit here today, and there are certain teams I could picture running the gauntlet of of the NBA postseason. Obviously, Denver is one of them. I think the Clippers have that sort of makeup where they could potentially run the gauntlet. When I look at the East, as good as Boston is, and their record says there are says they are. As good as Philadelphia is, and the record says they are, or Milwaukee, who's won championships. I don't know. Somebody's going to come out of the East. One yeah. of those teams is probably going to come out of the East. But I still can't, despite the fact that Boston's got the best record in the NBA, I'm still not sold on any of them 
as being able to be as good or run the entire gauntlet and win a championship. Am I wrong? I believe in Boston, uh, especially with with Porzingis there. It, it That really opened up their offense. They have the two good wing defenders and, and the way Derek White is playing. I think that they can hit that level, but they've had a couple losses lately. I mean, I'm going to throw out the loss to Milwaukee where they were in fifth game in seven nights, second night of a back-to-back. That was a that was a scheduled loss that, that the NBA decided, hey, let's really hype this up and put it on TNT on a Thursday night. It was, but I, I, there's, they seem to be a little bit too nuggets ish right now. Like, yeah, it's a regular <laughs> season. Let's get serious about this later. Um, the 76ers, I still feel like they need in a, it's a second round of the playoffs and beyond problem, but they could use one more shot creator because otherwise you need what you got out of Tobias Harris last night every game. And I like Tobias a lot, but I don't know that he's that guy. Uh, I trust Maxi. I trust – and obviously the other big question is, right, do you get this MVP, Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid is my mid – I'm doing my midseason awards this week. He is my midseason MVP. And by the way, you can tell Sammy Arnell I wouldn't bet him because I don't think he's <laughs> going to get the 65 games. Like, no, I don't think he gets there. He's already missed 10. He can only miss eight more. I just – I don't think he's going to get to the required number of games and that opens up the door for Shea and Jokic and everybody else. But he's the best player when he wants to be. When he's this guy, he's the best player in the NBA and they would need that nightly in the postseason. Can you tell me what's wrong with Atlanta and why why it's just not working? You know, they got rid of Nate McMillan. You know, they bring in, uh, you know, the, the guy from Utah and, and, and all of this and... Yeah, they're 16 and 23. They score a ton. They give up just about as many points as anybody in the league. They're terrible defensively. You know, the Trey Young sort of dynamic down there. What is wrong in Atlanta? This team is not built to maximize Trey Young. And I think that that's what you're, why you're going to see a DeJounte Murray trade. You're going to see basically, look, if you're not Johnson, who's, who's exploded on the wing this year and looks like a, 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 at the very least, like a quality NBA rotation player that they should keep because he's on one of these inexpensive contracts. And Trey Young, I will tell you, everybody else in that team is available via trade. You, you, wow. you want Clintella? You want DeJounte Murray? DeJounte Murray's one of the biggest names out there with Siakam and, and Levine in, in quality. I mean, he was an all-star at the point in San Antonio before he got moved. And a lot of teams are like, hey, if we trade for him and put him at the point, he can can he be that guy again? Um, so you're going to see this shakeup and this try to what I've heard is Quinn Snyder and really likes Trey young and really believes in him and really thinks they can build this thing around him. So they are going to retool this roster around him one more time. Jason, I think that's the ultimate question, isn't it? Cause you're, you're shaking your head. You're going to lose another three years. You're going to I mean, how many more years are you going to lose with this group? I am not convinced you can build a contender around Trey young and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I mean, they've made a playoff run. He has looked good in that playoff run. Like, I don't want to discount that as nothing, but I'm just not convinced you can build a sustainable run around him. Um, You know, I know people want to use the Steph Curry comparison. Yeah, by the way, there's two other Hall of Famers. Like, he had the second best shooter of all time (laughs) on his side who could defend at both ends. He had a a multiple-time defensive player of the year. Like, it wasn't just, I mean, yeah. Curry, you yeah. want to take anything away from Steph Curry, but there was a team there. It would be very hard to replicate. Kurt Halen's going to hang with us for one more segment. I got a few more questions to ask him as we continue with this Wednesday edition of the Sports Wrap.
Over 13 million Americans were affected by identity theft in 2022, and the threats go way beyond just credit card fraud. Today's identity thieves can use your information in ways that are easy to miss by just monitoring accounts and credit, like opening loans, transferring home titles, even committing crimes. Someone got my social security number, made a driver's license, and it was used for criminal activity. You can do so much with a social security number that I didn't know could happen. They drained my bank account. It was terrifying. You're even more vulnerable than you realize. Your information is exposed through online shopping, banking, even corporate data breaches. No wonder there's a new victim of identity theft every three seconds. Only LifeLock alerts you to the widest volume of threats all in one place, like someone trying to use your social security number, open a new loan in your name, or even commit a crime in your name. There was a big yes button and there was a big no button. I clicked, that's not me, and LifeLock took it from there. If you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will be assigned to your case and work to fix the issue on your behalf. If something happens, you have somebody fighting for you. All LifeLock members are backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package, including reimbursement for stolen funds, personal expenses, and coverage for lawyers and experts up to $1 million. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. With LifeLock, it's easy to help protect yourself. I will be with LifeLock forever. Join the millions of people already protected by LifeLock. And for a limited time, save 25% on your first year with promo code 25TV. All plans include a 60-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-710-7531 or visit lifelock.com slash 25TV to save 25% on your first year of identity theft protection. Enroll now. Attention families with a loved one in a nursing home. If your loved one has suffered from bed sores, falls, broken bones, dehydration, or even death, you may be entitled to a substantial settlement. If you have a loved one who was injured in a nursing home, we will find out what happened. State violations are found against nursing homes every day. You have a limited time to file your claim, so don't wait. Call 800-398-5999 and speak with one of our attorneys. The call is confidential and free. Sports Wrap continues on this Wednesday. Sam Yarnell coming up in 10 minutes. We even got a Kurt Heelan Sam Yarnell reference in the show. How about that? Sam's going to be thrilled. Somebody mentioned him. Um, what do you make of this James Dolan story? For people who didn't see it, um, he's he's sort of entangled in in Harvey Weinstein. Look, there's two people you don't the the person you most don't want to be associated with right now is Jeffrey Epstein. The second person you probably don't want to be after that would probably be Harvey Weinstein. I mean, am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, other than those two, like can it get much worse? Um and apparently James Dolan is is part of this accusation from a massage therapist that says, you know, some things happened between her and James Dolan. You can go and look it up. Some of this stuff triggers people when it comes to sexual assault. And as a victim of sexual assault, who's in therapy every week, there are certain, there's just, I, I can only go so deep into some of these stories without it triggering me. But if people want to see all the allegations and all that stuff, they can go and they can go and listen to it and, and, and see what it all has to say. But Dolan's at, you know, a, a, the big centerpiece of this accusation involving Harvey Weinstein. 
And I got to imagine the league is keeping an eye on it. Do they just sort of sit back? I mean, hell, Josh Giddy is still playing games, and we yeah. had video, for crying out loud, of the things he's being accused of. So help me out here. How does the NBA proceed? Slowly, slowly, slowly. I, I was at the uh, announcement yesterday where they announced the 2026 all-star game was going to be in Los Angeles at the yet to be finished into it dome. Um, and Adam silver was there and talked to the press afterwards. And that was one of the questions we asked, you know, I'm three feet away and we're like, Hey, what about James Dolan? And he took the, I read the stories. I don't know anything beyond what was published. Um, and we're not going to do that. Look, not only does the NBA under silver, cautious about these things in general and giddy being an example but but you need beyond a civil lawsuit to move it the other part of that is james dolan's an owner and if there's one thing owners hate in every sport it's a precedent that could get them in trouble right like they are so slow to move against their own unless it's so egregious they don't have a choice so unless this situation gets to that point I don't know how much it really affects Dolan. I'm, I'm sorry, Knicks fans who were kind of like, mm. there are plenty of Knicks fans and probably Ranger fans who are, are optimistic and hey, I, maybe this can, I I don't, I don't know enough. I'm not going to pretend to know enough about how this legal situation will play out. Most of the time they're settled, but whatever happens, it would have to get to a, a serious criminal complaint before James Dolan is in any kind of danger. So is that the bar? So, so it's basically the NBA saying this is the bar because I guarantee you there are people with Kyrie Irving and Kyrie yeah. Irving fans who are watching this going, dude, this guy didn't even get charged with anything. He just gave his opinion and we wound up putting him on ice for, for I don't know how many games he missed and, and, and sort of sullied him. Whether you believe what Kyrie did was right or wrong or not, I'm just talking right. about the way it was handled. I obviously didn't like, I didn't like what Kyrie had to say and I, I took umbrage with it, but I'm just trying to understand what is the bar for the NBA in these situations? That's a really good question because with players, it's about image, right? Mm. It's, 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 it's not, it's the image of what Kyrie said and how that plays publicly. It's John Morant, not technically breaking any laws, waving a gun around in Texas or in, in, in states where it was legal. Um, but that's a horrible image look for the NBA and they come down and right. I, by the way, I would say rightfully, but came down pretty hard on him. Well, this is a bad look for the NBA. Um, you know, this is a this is a a messy situation, and they are taking the well. Let's see. This is a civil case type of of you know. John Morant was never charged, so like, where do you where do you draw that line? Is a tricky situation for the league. But um, I'm going to let you in on a secret. I think not just about sports, Jason, but American society. The rich people get away with a lot more. So <laughs> we'll see what happens here. Um. You know, look, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse when it comes to the Golden State Warriors, but it feels like every time we bring you on, I keep asking the same question. How much closer are we to them deciding, look, we got to break this thing up? You know, having a, having a conversation with, with Stephen Curry and saying, look, you might think this thing can be revived or fixed, but it can't. And as an organization, we have to make a decision. Are we any close to a resolution on this as we watch this team just sort of, you know, trudging through mud the way it is halfway through the season? Yeah, and and they get Draymond Green back, and that's going to be a boost, and they lose to a Memphis team who is without four of their five starters. And 
Morant and and who's out for the season, obviously, and all Desmond Bain isn't there. All these guys, and they still find a way to lose. This is reached the point where the internal conversation should not be, "Hey, at the trade deadline, if we get Siakam or if we make a move for for Dejounte Murray or 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 name your Levine, but name your big player, we can maybe go get." Does it help? Does it matter? Should we even go this way? Because I think they're at the point, like you said, where this isn't a minor thing anymore. If you, I I have the vibe that they are going to play through this season, probably not make a huge move at the deadline, possibly to probably miss the play in and make hard decisions this summer, starting with Clay Thompson, who's a free agent. And and what direction are we going to go? They're going to look Curry is still Curry and he still fills the building and he still brings in the fans. But this isn't sustained. This is bad. They are just flat out bad. And they've got to find a way around that that's going to mean major changes to these to this roster. And I think this season for them is that reckoning. There was still, I mean, they they won the title two years ago. Hey, if if everything breaks our way, if we can just get rolling again, this is the Wiley Coyote ran into the painted wall. You know, <laughs> that's not a tunnel moment, right? Like where they're just done and they're realizing it. And it might take the rest of the season to fully get there. Uh, I got 45 seconds. Lakers are only a couple of games better. What does their reckoning look like? Are, is it, do, do you see them being active and trying to go in and get things to improve this? Or are they going to go the same route they did last year and say, hey, we'll just take our chances, be a playing team and see if we can get hot in the playoffs? They are going to try to make a move at the deadline to get something to add at least depth, but and they are shopping D'Angelo Russell and others, but this is a, hey, if we've just got LeBron and AD healthy and some depth around them, we can we can replicate that type of thing. Wow. Kurt Heelan, pro basketball talk at NBCSports.com. Check out his work there. Kurt, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thank you. Thank you. Kurt Heelan hanging out with us on the program. That is not a very optimistic point of view for either Laker fans or the Warriors. But that's what you got to work with. All right, hang out with us. We're coming back. Sammy Arnell will be here. NBA futures betting. Something tells me it won't be good for the... I'll be curious to see what the numbers look like on the Warriors and Lakers. We'll talk about it on the other side. Stay with us. We continue on this Wednesday edition of the show. Thanks to Kurt Heelan for hanging out with us. Pro Basketball Talk at NBCSports.com. And he made a Sam Yarnell reference today. You know you've made it, Sam. When guests on the show are referencing you, even when you're not on the show. See, you've made it in this world. You, you've made it. You've made it in this world. What'd you say? They know the prince. The they prince know. has made it. They know the prince. Now, we were talking with with um, with Kurt about MVP and what last night may or may not have meant as it relates to MVP. And he was lamenting the fact that, oh, they don't play one-on-one. Enough. He sounded like the, the guys. I was watching ESPN this morning. for. I usually just watch it for a minute. And um, Stephen A. Smith and... Mad Dog Russo, and they were all talking, oh, nobody plays one-on-one. I'd love to see Jokic and Embiid squaring up against each other. That's not the way the game is played anymore, Grandpa. Go sit in the corner uh, and and drink your Metamucil. It's like, come on, man. Um, But I was talking about what all this means for the MVP, and right now when you look at the odds, 
and Kurt referenced it. You know, as nice as it looks when you see Joel Embiid at plus 260, just under Jokic, who's at plus 240 to win MVP, the reality is Embiid just may not play enough games to to be able to be eligible. It's exactly it's exactly the case, Jason. I, I, I don't understand how the bookmakers have, and this is a brand new adjustment. This is an adjustment based on yesterday's games because coming into last night, Embiid was below Shea Gilgis-Alexander in third place in, in terms of odds for MVP voting. This makes no sense to me. Joel Embiid, as you mentioned, we have this new threshold this year. You have to play a certain amount of games in order to even qualify for these awards. We don't know if Joel Embiid is going to suffice that. We don't know if he's going to play sufficient games for for qualification to earning the MVP. The fact of the matter is you're not going to find a better price, my prediction being, this season on Nikola Jokic to win the MVP. Get in while you can right now because it's about as good of a buy low opportunity as you can get. And that's a crazy thing to think about when you're talking about an MVP award halfway through the season and you're only getting it at, what'd you say, plus 240? It's ridiculous, but it might be the best value on the board. Uh, right now for uh, for Jokic, it's plus 240. Embiid is plus 260. Shea, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, though, very close in this race right now at plus 300. Is there an argument to be made for him? I, I think that Jokic is just too versatile compared to Shea. Shea. Shea has played two less games than Nikola Jokic. So when you talk about the the sitting out part, like we talk about with Embiid, the, the load management, it's not as much of an argument with Shea. The thing for me is just that Nikola Jokic is averaging three more assists per game than Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander is much more of a much more of a traditional facilitator than it seems like Nikola Jokic is. The fact is, Jokic continues to be this unicorn in the league, and we've got to give him his recognition for that. But wait a second. How is Luka at 700 when he's averaging 33.6, 8, and 9? How are, I mean, I, I, I mean, look, I mean, he is putting up some prolific numbers. It's not as if the team is garbage. They're 24 and 17. They're fifth in the West. I mean, and without him, let's be honest, that that team is probably 17 and 24 as opposed to 24 and 17, even with Kyrie. I mean, could Doncic, if, if, if Dallas has a big second half and the records are kind of close, could Luka be looking at his first MVP? Maybe, but here's the thing. He's missed seven games already. Halfway through the season, draw that out. That's missing 14 games in an 82-game season. That's that's almost a quarter of the season, Jason. You just can't give the MVP to that to a guy who misses that much time. Seventy game, Would 70 games be enough if he played 70? I, I think 70 probably would. What's the qualification number? I 65. I think 60, it's 65. Yeah, I believe it's... Yeah, so 70, maybe. So how many games has he missed? How many games has he missed so far? He's already missed seven. So. And we're halfway through. 14 gets into 68. That's missing five in the last 41. No, I get it. I mean, if he plays 70 games with those kind of numbers and the team's records are kind of close, I mean, I could see Luka. I could see there being a big media push for Luka. I could absolutely see it. Uh, move away from the MVP here. Let's talk about the NBA Finals and the futures betting there. Right now, the Celtics are plus 290. And I was just saying this to Kurt, and I'll say it to you. Outside of Denver, 
And a team like the Clippers, believe it or not, who I think are capable of making a prolonged run, I look at Philadelphia as currently comprised. No, I don't think they're a championship team. Uh, I look at Milwaukee, not enough defensively, inconsistent, you know, rookie head coach, not sold. Boston, I still got to see it under Joe Missoula. You know, I, I'm I'm just not I'm not as high on the Celtics as some people are. I I'm Plus very high on the Celtics. I I am. I'm straightforward. It's I not think a good Jason value bet, though. It's not a good value. It's not. Bet. It's not at all. But again, you talk. Uh, uh, is the number going to be better for the better at any point for the rest of the season? You don't know. That said. The Milwaukee Bucks have looked pretty good lately. I think that there may be some research done into them, and you could convince me that a Milwaukee Bucks future is good right now. And, hey, the Minnesota Timberwolves, we're not talking about them. They have performed better than any team in the West so far this year. Maybe Minnesota makes a deep postseason run. If we're talking value, I like the Clippers at plus 1,100. I do. I do. I James think they Harden might. The, I know. James Harden in the playoffs, man. Can't I know, but it doesn't. But he doesn't have to be the guy on that team, and it that's the matter. difference He'll try between to be in the playoffs. But I don't think so. I think he's relishing the idea of having guys around him that can help him. You know, and I think he's learning to trust that group. You know, I I'm telling you, if I had a value bet in the in the West right now, it'd be the Clippers at plus eleven hundred. That that's it for me. I don't see like Phoenix. Are you kidding me? Like, come on. I mean, Phoenix at plus thirteen hundred. That's burning money. Throw it in a shredder. What's the number on the Kings to win the West, just the West, not the whole. I don't have the numbers up in front of me anymore, uh, Kings but not to the whole shebang, the, just got, the West. I got it for you. Kings to win the West is. Is it here? Uh, plus 500. Oh, to win the West? No, that's division. I'm sorry. Uh, to win the division is plus 500. So. Who cares about divisions in the NBA? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have it otherwise. And we're out of time, so. I'll have to look. We'll, vi- we'll revisit. We're halfway I'll through the season. I'll find it during the commercial. So we got some time to revisit. Stick around. There's NFL coaching news to get to. We'll do that as we continue on the Sports Wrap. Attention families with a loved one in a nursing home. If your loved one has suffered from bed sores, falls, broken bones, dehydration, or even death, you may be entitled to a substantial settlement. If you have a loved one who was injured in a nursing home, we will find out what happened. State violations are found against nursing homes every day. You have a limited time to file your claim, so don't wait. Call 800-398-5999 and speak with one of our attorneys. The call is confidential and free. Something to consider in 10 minutes. Some thoughts on James Dolan. News concerning the Knicks owner. That's right around the corner. Odds and ends today. We pay homage to one of the great thespians. In American culture, I guess you could say. Uh, we'll get to that and a whole bunch more. Hanging out with Sam Yarnell today. Latest NFL coaching news. Uh, the Jim Harbaugh tour of NFL teams continues. Uh, now visiting with the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Blank. 
who, if he wants Jim Harbaugh, might have to give him a blank check. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, give it to me. By the way, don't, don't, shouldn't you call me if you're going to wear the same blue shirt as me? I think that one of ours is designer. There. That person deserves the shade of blue. Um, there's a you see that penguin? Oh, I thought th- I thought that was an Under Armour Come logo. On, dude. My bad. I thought Come was on, yesterday now. Under Armour. Yesterday, yesterday was, was Under Armour. Armour. Yeah, yesterday was Under Armour. Um, just well, saying, you should you, you know let's 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 not do this. What this are you is, talking about, Jason? We planned uniform. this. This is not a uniform. The show stylist no. they planned this. <laughs> no, no, no. We're we're not doing that. Um. So anyway. NFL coaching news, as I said, you got Jim Harbaugh meeting with the Falcons. I still got to think if it's if it's a choice between the Falcons and the Chargers, he's probably taking the Chargers, knowing what he has there at quarterback, but doing his due diligence. But there's one other aspect to this, and it's, it's one of those things we, we haven't talked a lot about, and it's the idea of Jim Harbaugh potentially using these NFL teams as leverage to just get an even better deal out of Michigan. Huh? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. Well, here's the thing, because, yeah, Harbaugh could go back to Michigan and just be the wealthiest guy in the state and and live high on the hill, whatever. But he's going to get annexed out of college football. Uh, He'll be shunned in the community because of the Connor Stallions falling out. And the fact of the matter is he can go to the NFL and not necessarily make more money, but have a bigger platform not that the university of michigan isn't a huge massive platform probably one of the three or five biggest in the sport the nfl is just that much bigger and when you pair him with a young stud like justin herbert who i've been on record on the show saying i don't think is as good as your patrick mahomes your josh allen your lamar jackson but he's right in that tier right below maybe with your Jordan loves. That's a discussion for another day. Justin Herbert and Jim Harbaugh together is going to make a lot of headlines. There are going to be a lot of media outlets that are going to eat that right up, and he's going to profit off of that in more ways than just monetarily. So I think at the end of the day, we look at all how, how, how all these coaching carousels play out, and it's generally where it makes the most sense is where the guy goes. And it also- In this case- it makes the most sense for him to go to LA. It also just feels to me, it just it, and and take the even the the Herbert stuff out of it. He just he feels like LA. The attitude, right. the personality, the media there, it just all fits together. I mean, it, if he wound up anywhere other than LA, I think it'd be a shock. I don't know if there's betting odds on it. Um, I didn't look it up before we before we came on the air, but I would think the Chargers have to be the heavy betting favorite, even though it is Dean Spanos who doesn't want to put out that kind of money generally for a head coach. I, I think that there are probably odds in Canada. Generally, those things aren't available even with the repeal of PAPSA, even in these very liberal gambling states like your Nevadas, like your New Jersey's, but those kinds of markets uh, in terms of who gets hired, there's just too much room for, uh, what's the word, corruption. Um, the odds have moved, in fact, on on the Harbaugh situation right now. There we His go. His next destination odds right now, the Chargers are minus 150. Um, Atlanta is plus 500. The Raiders are plus 1,200. 
That's surprising because a lot of people thought the Raiders were were a real, not even a dark horse, but he had a relationship with the Davis family, that that was a possibility. The Commanders is plus 2,500, the Bears plus 4,000, which is funny considering the Bears still have a head coach last time I checked, and the Titans are plus 4,500. Any other NFL team plus 800, not coaching at all in the NFL next year, though, just plus 140. Which leads me hmm. back to what I said, which is, could he be using the NFL to get a better deal for Michigan? That number, plus 140, are the next best odds after the Chargers at minus 150, which tells you they think in Vegas that if it's not the Chargers, he's going back to coach at Michigan. I just It's so hard for me to see him going back to the world of college football after this season. And they all have it out for him. You know, yeah. That's what everybody's going to tell you, and, and whether that's true or not, the reality is they're coming for him next year, and he's going to have to sit out. There's a chance he may have to sit out half the season next well, year. Well, even, even beyond that, Jason, something that Jim Harbaugh has been so good about his entire career is recruiting college athletes or soon-to-be college athletes this is a major knock in the recruiting game. This makes it much harder to recruit when these athletes know that they're coming to a place that has this history of not the best story right behind it. Uh, it, it would make his life a lot harder. You don't have to recruit in the NFL. At least you don't like you do in college. No, it's very true. And we'll see what happens. It's worth keeping an eye on. Um, I'd be curious to see if, if any of this gets resolved during the NFL postseason. Or if the NFL is kind of telling teams kind of on the down low, hey, keep you know keep this stuff quiet. Make your announcements after the NFL, you know, postseason ends, or do it on a Wednesday, not a Monday, coming out of playoff games. I'll be curious to see when we see an announcement on this. Stick around; we're coming back. Something to consider next. Hi, friends. Richard Karn here. Now I'm known as the guy who can fix just about anything, but. The technology in most appliances requires very special training to fix. And that's why my family has Choice Home Warranty. Choice Home Warranty covers over 25 major home systems and appliances. That's your AC, heating, plumbing, kitchen and laundry appliances, and so much more. Imagine for less than a cup of coffee a day, Choice Home Warranty can help protect you from expensive major system and appliance breakdowns that your homeowner's insurance doesn't cover. Call Choice Home Warranty now and get access to a nationwide network of over 15,000 technicians and the latest appointment setting technology so you'll know when they're on their way. So do what this old DIYer did and call Choice Home Warranty now before something breaks down. Get protection for your heating, AC, plumbing, kitchen and laundry appliances and more. Call for your free quote today. Call in the next five minutes and get your first month free. 800-394-8109. That's 800-394-8109. Good to have you with us on the Sports Wrap on this Wednesday Good show tomorrow. Ross Tucker will be here from Westwood One. Does a great job on the NFL with Kevin Harlan on the play-by-play side of things. So we'll get some thoughts with him around the league. There's a lot to talk about right now in the NFL for sure. Um, You may have heard us as we get into something to consider. You may have heard me earlier in the show talking with uh, our friend Kurt Heelan of pro basketball talk at NBCSports.com. Uh, and I wanted to, to sort of save the, the topic and the conversation about this James Dolan 
situation. And for people that don't know, um, Baxter Holmes wrote about it for uh, ESPN. And it's being reported all around the league, obviously. This Tennessee woman that filed a federal lawsuit uh, Tuesday, which accused the Knicks owner, James Dolan, he's also the chairman of Madison Square Garden, uh, governor of the Knicks and Rangers. And she claims that James Dolan pressured her into unwanted sex nearly a decade ago while also facilitating an encounter with uh, Harvey Weinstein, who, of course, is in in prison, as you all know, uh, who she also claimed sexually assaulted her. So here's the details. Lawsuit filed the United States District Court for the Central District of California. Uh, Kelly Croft says she was 27, working as a licensed massage therapist when she met Dolan fall of 2013 while on a tour with the Eagles. Uh, Dolan's band, JD and the Straight Shot, opened for the Eagles on that tour. She talks about an encounter uh, with Dolan where he became extremely assertive, pressured Mrs. Croft into unwanted sexual intercourse with him. Uh, Subsequent encounters, the lawsuit alleges, she was summoned to Dolan's room where he made unwelcome advances towards her, felt obligated to submit to, to sex with him. And I asked the question earlier in the show of uh, our friend Kurt Heelan. And I'll ask it again. What does the NBA need? I know James Dolan doesn't suit up. I know he's not on the court. I know he's not shooting jump shots. But his owners go in the NBA. This isn't the owner of the Utah Jazz or the owner of the Oklahoma City Thunder. With all due respect to those owners, they are not James Dolan. They are not one of the most prominent owners, not just in the NBA or NHL, but in all of professional sports because of his ties to Madison Square Garden. And I'm not saying an accusation or an allegation is something that we just rubber stamp as guilty. And I know there are going to be people that say, well, why'd she wait 10 years? And I will tell you as a victim of sexual assault that... I still to this day haven't named my my the person that abused me. Um, I've talked about it. It took until I was, you know, 40 years old to actually open up and talk about the fact that I was sexually molested. But this isn't something that, you know, has a one size fits all. It happens, you go to the you go to go to the police, you file a report. That's not how this works. It's not how it works on the brain. But you've got Josh Giddy, who's basically still suiting up for the Oklahoma City Thunder with the accusations that are sitting on top of his head right now that are being investigated. And now you have this James Dolan situation, and you just look at Adam Silver and you go, hmm, what are you doing? Like, nothing? Just Josh Giddy, you keep playing. James Dolan, you keep owning. And we'll just kind of sit here and wait it out. Like I said, there, there, there aren't many people worse to be associated with in an allegation than Harvey Weinstein. Like I said, as I said earlier in the show, other than maybe Jeffrey Epstein, is there anybody else you'd want to really be associated with? Less than, than Harvey Weinstein or Jeffrey Epstein? Probably not these days. 
I mean, they're, they're pariahs in society. Um, but I just find it curious that the NBA is just like, ah, we're still learning. We're still, we're still trying to figure out exactly what it is. And then I think about, and then I think back to this league that was so proactive when it came to the former disgraced Clippers owner that, you know, they basically shunned from the league when allegations of racism were, were brought to the attention of the league. And then I watch them on this and I'm like, ah, sexual assault, eh. We'll just kind of we'll we'll wait it out. We'll just we'll just sit here and wait it out. We'll see how it all plays out, I guess. Um, a story that is something to consider uh, in the realm of however you try to pray for a a good resolution to a bad story. Uh, consider a, a prayer or a thought. For Warriors assistant coach Dejan Milojevic, who was hospitalized after a sudden and serious health issue at a restaurant in Salt Lake City on Tuesday night. The NBA has postponed the Warriors jazz game for Wednesday night because the 46-year-old is in the hospital and they're calling it a medical emergency. Not much more is being told about it right now, but my understanding is Warriors assistant coaches, team personnel are basically by his bedside um, as this whole thing plays out. And we don't know much more than that. And the Warriors say they'll update people at, you know, the appropriate time. But obviously it's a very serious situation if you cancel or postpone a game as the NBA has decided to do with the Warriors and Jazz on Wednesday night. Um, thoughts and prayers going out uh, to the Warriors family and uh, Dejan Milosevic. All right, we're coming back. Odds and ends. That's next on the Sports Wrap. Good show tomorrow. Ross Tucker, Westwood 1. Does a great job on the NFL games with Kevin Harlan. He'll come by and hang out with us. Get some thoughts around the NFL with him. What comes out of this Nick Sirianni meeting with the Eagles? I'm sure Ross will have some opinions on that. Time for some odds and ends. All right, Sam. Um... Big news today, and it and it's one of those things that affects you who watch this show and watch regional sports networks around the country because Diamond Sports, which owns Bally Sports, and they're at 17 or 18 regional sports networks around the country that run the the a lot of the play-by-play for the teams you see. Everybody thought Bally Sports was basically about to go under. Bye-bye, so long, farewell. Well, that's not happening. And if you look on the screen, you see the big old Amazon logo on there. That's because Amazon has come in and become a player in this whole conversation with Bally Sports. Those two sides, Diamond Sports and Bally, have reportedly reached an agreement for Amazon to basically bail out Bally Sports. So what was basically thought of as a dead regional sports network around the country has now been saved. And the question becomes, are we about to see a lot more regional sports deals 
on Amazon Prime Video the way the Yankees have done a deal. The Yankees and Yes Network basically did a deal with Prime Sports where you see, I don't know, 20 Yankee games throughout the year, 30 Yankee games throughout the year on Prime Sports. Are we about to see something similar with Major League Baseball, the NBA, and NHL? One can only hope because look at the NFL from just this last weekend. When sports move to streaming, they get to more eyeballs. It's just the fact of the matter. Uh, we saw this with Thursday night football right over the last couple of years. Remember when Thursday night football used to be on uh, NFL Network? Now mm-hmm. it's just on Amazon. I think this is going to be good for all three of these. Ray. That works the NHL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball. This is great. I'm I'm glad to hear this. It's good for sports media, and it's just another step in the direction of streaming sports. And like we talked about yesterday or Monday on the program, Jason, the Super Bowl is going to be pay per view one day. Oh, without question. Well, I'm not. Who was I talking about? Might have been you that even mentioned it when we had this conversation yesterday about you know the revenues that they get still right. from terrestrial. I, I'm. I don't want to go hyperbolic and be like, it's right around the corner. And then we're still no. 20 years from now and it's on CBS or NBC or whatever it is. But I, I do think it's, I, I do think it's closer than, than a lot of people realize. I'll go with that. Yeah. And you know, may, that may not be actually paying to watch the Super Bowl itself, mm-hmm. but that could be CBS putting the Super Bowl on Paramount plus that could be NBC putting the Super Bowl on Peacock, whatever the case might be. A legend of the world of cinema turns 93 years old today. I thought we'd finish it out uh, with something upbeat, something positive uh, when we can. James Earl Jones, um, noted with one of the great sports movies of all time, turns 93 years old today. In his honor, we give you this. Ray, people will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa. For reasons they can't even fathom. They turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door, as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it is money they have, and peace they like. Ray, just sign the papers. And they'll walk out to the bleachers, sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game, and it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick They'll have to brush them away from their faces. Ray, when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come, Ray. You're broke, Ray. You sell now or you lose everything. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball, mark the time this field this game is a part of our past Ray it reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again oh 
people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. <sighs> there are a few things in this world better than that speech from the great James Earl Jones. Just, just fantastic. By the way, he was in another very good baseball movie. Which that's is, what I was going to say. That's mention, not even my gonna, favorite baseball appearance of James Earl Jones. Are you going to say he Sandlot? The, what? Yeah, he are is the Mr. Myrtle in the Sandlot. <laughs> my gosh, I loved him in that movie. A huge part of my childhood, Jason. You're, I love Mr. Myrtle, one of my favorite characters in any movie. Your street cred just went up a ton with me. That you were that you that you actually knew where I was going with that with Sandlot. Your street cred just went up enormously for me because he is great in that movie. You're dead where you stand. <laughs> <laughs> great show, Sam. We'll see you all back here tomorrow.